Hi, everyone. Welcome to Mama Wears Athleisure. I am your host, Mariella de Santiago, a first-time mom. We focus on all things mom with tips to help make life easier and more organized for all you mamas out there. Hi, everyone. Today, I'm here with Lindsay from The Park Consulting, and we are going to talk a little bit about the four federal pregnancy laws. And I'm really excited to talk about this because uh, Lindsay mentioned that there are a couple new ones that recently passed. So for those of us that are either newly pregnant or just had a baby, this is your time to learn what you qualify for and how to get those services or I guess... Make sure that the laws benefits. Apply. I don't know. Benefits. Yeah. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. So my name's Lindsay Davis. I live in San Diego and I have two little kids. My younger is two and a half and she's like definitely in those terrible twos. And my older is five years old and she's going to start kindergarten in a couple of weeks. We're so excited. And I'm a parental leave consultant. I left my corporate job, I suppose, when my second daughter was born in December, 2020, which if you don't remember was in the middle of the pandemic, I was pregnant. I found out in March, 2020. So it was not fun, but I went back to work after my parental leave was over. I like felt supported in some ways, but totally unsupported in others. And I went back and it was awful. And I didn't feel like I was ever going to get my head above water. And I ended up quitting throughout that whole process. I just kept thinking to myself, like, why is it like this? I decided that I was going to do everything in my power to try to change it and help other moms. So they didn't experience what I did and hopefully keep some moms in the workforce so that maybe someday we can move up in the world and get a spot at the table and kick out some of those old white men. (laughs) We need more moms making decisions. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I love that you did mention all of those things because it is hard, like when you're going through it. I mean, I feel like I ran into the situation of like, well, what benefits do I qualify for? What do I not qualify for? Especially because like the ones that I was aware of or that being a teacher, the ones that I could qualify for, I actually did not because I was not in the district for that one year period. (laughs) There's qualifications that are complicated to say the least. Yeah. And it's hard. It's so time consuming. It's really hard to figure out, like navigate it all. Who do you talk to? Right. Yeah. And you're a new parent or maybe you're like, now you have a toddler and a newborn running around and like your brain is mush. And how are you supposed to differentiate up and down? That's hard enough, let alone Googling FMLA and trying to figure out if you qualify for that. Oh yeah. I'm so glad that you're here and that you can hopefully break down all of these. So to start off, what are the four federal laws that individuals can qualify for? And then if you could just kind of start off with like sharing what the federal means and Mm -hmm. who would qualify for that. So there's four federal laws that 
that which being a federal law means that anybody in the United States could potentially qualify for. So just because you live in the United States doesn't necessarily mean that you will qualify. There's different qualifications for each of the benefits. The first one is FMLA. That's probably the one that your listeners have probably heard of the most. That's the Family Medical and Leave Act that was signed into law by Clinton in 1993. And what it offers is 12 weeks of job protected leave and job protected leave in like the simplest of terms is basically you won't get fired. You can take time off from work and your boss can't fire you. They also can't discriminate or demote you, but I'm pretty sure that's the bare minimum. I would say like you get 12 weeks off when you have a baby and you won't get fired. And to reiterate this is like, I'm going to say this on my grave. Like FMLA is not a paid benefit. You do not get paid through FMLA. So most of the United States is not going to get paid. And 46% of working Americans actually don't even qualify for FMLA because like you were saying, you have to have worked at your job for 12 months. And in those 12 months, you have to have worked 1250 hours and your employer has to employ 50 people. So if you work for a smaller company or you're newish to your job, you don't qualify. So technically, legally, you could take time off after you have a baby and get fired because of it. Gotta love all of these, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, how, how is that even like, how, how? I don't right. Know. I know. You just created a, a baby and now you're just supposed to go back to work after having them exit your body. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It does not make sense. <laughs> and then what are um, the other three? So the other three are is the Pregnancy Discrimination Act. And then the newest ones that just came into effect very recently are the Pump Act and the Pregnancy Workers Fairness Act. So these all of these three are also federal laws. The Pregnancy Discrimination Act, that's the oldest one. That went into effect in the 70s. And it basically is saying that you cannot be discriminated against because of your pregnancy or like your pregnancy status. So your pregnancy status could be like you recently gave birth, you had an abortion or medical conditions related to your pregnancy. Your employer cannot discriminate against you because of those things, which could be firing you. So you can get fired. You also couldn't like get demoted or like, I don't know, I could only imagine that this was happening long, long ago. And I really hope it doesn't happen now, but say that you're front of house and people are coming in, like they don't want someone that's pregnant being like the face of the company. So they would demote you to the back of house. That would be 100% illegal. So I feel like this, this really sets the bar low. Basically, don't be mean to a pregnant person is the only thing that is like legally. When you say that, when you said all of that, like, you know, the walking in somewhere you can't have the pregnant person be the face. It makes me think, I don't know if you ever saw the Lucille Ball movie about her and yes. Yeah, exactly. Like this, this is the kind of stuff that this time period, like it just, it blows my mind that it's even. Yeah. Where it was like such a discussion of like, Oh no, people are going to know that she's pregnant on TV and what do we do? And like, yeah. uh, How how do people think? Exactly. (laughs) It's pretty outrageous. So before I go into the PUMPA Act and the Pregnancy Workers Fairness Act, one thing to note about the Pregnancy Discrimination Act is if your employer, if your company had fewer than 15 people, they don't have to follow it. So you literally could get discriminated against. Oh, so you if, can legally get <laughs> You legally can, 
if you don't work for a company that has 15 people. It so ironic. Is mind boggling. <laughs> so legally, these are supposed to protect you, but legally you could still have these work against you. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I know. So the Pump Act, this is one for pumping moms. And it's so amazing. We've had regulations and protections like this in for moms in California for quite a while, but this is the first federal policy that allows women to work and pump at work. Like it protects you to be able to take time off. So to like take breaks and to go express milk, that one's really important. But I think also equally important is to have a space to go and pump your milk. It legally says that you need to provide a private space with a locked door to pump your milk. So can the bathroom qualify? That was what I was going to say next. The bathroom does not qualify. They can't say like, oh yeah, go just pump in the bathroom, like sit on a, a toilet in a stall and pump. Like, no, it could be like an office at your work, or it could be like a meeting room, but it just has to have a locked door on it. So nobody can come in and it has to be private. So like, it can't be a meeting room that's covered in windows unless they put up some sort of covering for it. I used to work in San Francisco and I worked in an open office and the only rooms that we had were our bathrooms and two windowed meeting rooms. And I look back on that experience and I'm like, what if someone needed to pump or any sort of privacy? There was no options, but there are now options. Like there's this thing called, I think it's called Mamava, M-A-M-A-V-A. You might've seen them in airports and they're basically like mini cubicles that are portable. And they can be placed anywhere and it has a plug in it so that you can plug in your pump and it has a seat. And sometimes it has a desk in it so that you can, I don't know, do things with a table. They're amazing. You'll see them all over the place, especially in airports now. Wow. That's pretty neat. So just thinking about that, I, I would, while I was pregnant, I was in two different schools. So my time was split and I didn't have my own classroom in one school. And I just would kind of think about like, where would I be pumping? Because the reason I didn't have my own classroom was because we didn't have enough rooms. And the other one, it was like, oh, I had my own classroom. So that was pretty easy to navigate. But yeah, it's really interesting when you kind of have to figure out how do you go about it? And if the only room that has a locked door is your boss's office. Yeah. (laughs) Hi, everyone. It's your host, Mariella. I wanted to thank you for listening and share some ways to show your continued support. You can rate and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Share the show with friends and family. Buy me a coffee to help with the financial costs of running a podcast. Follow me on Instagram at MamaWearsAthLeisure. And finally, subscribe to my newsletter. Thank you for listening. Are you really going to kick your boss out of their office every time you have to go pump every like two and a half or three hours? I wouldn't want to do that. That seems like a power conflict that I wouldn't want to be interested in. (laughs) Yeah. Well, then I guess at that point, just, hey, I'm bringing my wireless pumps. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the wireless pumps now or the ones that don't have to be plugged in are pretty snazzy. They weren't around when I was breastfeeding, but there's some pretty good options out there now. Oh, yeah. Those totally changed my pumping experience because I absolutely not enjoyable, but at least I didn't have to be attached to a wall and I could cook while I was 
getting yeah. emotional. Yeah. You can do other things. I have a girlfriend who is a therapist and she would go from location to location throughout the day. And she would just pump hands-free while she was driving. Yeah. Now I see a lot more moms like wearing them while they're on a zoom call. Yeah, it's, I love it's how just... normalized it's becoming. Yes. So, and I think you kind of already touched on this, but can all individuals qualify? It sounds like every single one has a if, 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 but except. I feel like I should do a quick Google real quick, because if I can remember correctly, I think this one also is 15 people. Jeez. Then I just thinking like, if you don't have, I mean, I guess then that means that your employer would have to figure out some sort of like a little private cubicle type of space. But yeah, if the only space private space is a bathroom, then it, you run into this dilemma of like, I wouldn't want to sit in the bathroom. And no, no. But I think like why the Mamava things are so incredible because it's also, you don't have to purchase them. You can just rent them on a monthly basis. And then the final law that also recently passed is the Pregnancy Workers Fairness Act. So this one just passed and in a way it's the best and in the way it's the worst because it's really, really vague. So a lot of things can be covered under it, but also because it's so vague, employers have the option to say no, sort of. So the Pregnancy Workers Fairness Act, it basically just says that you have to provide someone that's pregnant or has a pregnancy status, like maybe they recently gave birth, they can ask for a reasonable accommodation. And some of the things that I've seen listed for this reasonable accommodation is like a chair or water or a closer parking spot. Like, really? These are things that like we legally have to have protections for or like, and that we legally didn't have protections for. Like we couldn't ask for extra water when we were pregnant. Like our employer could literally say no. Wow. You look so confused. (laughs) All of these things, like obviously these laws were passed because there was clearly a need for them, which means like some people actually experience these problems, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I have a client (laughs) who messaged me the other day and I want to say she's 35 weeks pregnant. So she's going to go on leave very soon, but she's commuting over two hours a day. And she's like, I'm so uncomfortable. I hate this so much under this new law. Can I ask to work from home? And I was like, Yes. And this is where the vagueness can turn on you because that's a reasonable accommodation. We all did it during COVID. We all had to go work at home. We know it's possible, but her employer said no. She even got a doctor's note from her doctor saying like she can't sit for that long a time. She needs to be at home so she can move her body in ways that she needs to stay comfortable. And her employer said no. So I feel like I've been like, just like bashing the world. I feel like I need to like reset myself. Like these are good things. We're like moving forward in a good direction. I think the 14th state passed paid family leave last week. So we're going in in a good direction. I need to get over my anger and like be positive and optimistic about these great changes that we're making. And hopefully it will be paid family leave for everyone. I mean, just the fact that people, that mom's go through this process and then you have the baby and then you need the minimum six weeks, which is ridiculous, by the way, six weeks, who was able to recover after six weeks? Because 
Nobody I know. <laughs> no. <laughs> but then if you're not getting paid for the six weeks, you've got another little human that you've got to care for. Like, mm-hmm. how? How is that? And then even if you do have paid leave, sometimes it's like not your full salary. Yeah. Generally, it's not. In California, it's only 60 to 70% of your salary while you're on leave. And for anyone that's making over like $20,000 a year, it's 60%, which is a significant pay cut. Yeah. And I just think about, I don't know if this is the case for every school district in California, but in my situation, I had to use up all of my sick days before I could get like the disability pay, which didn't cover my full salary. But then it's like, well, then if I had gone back to work and my child was sick or I got sick, you would need those sick days. Yes. Yeah. And and you get nine or 10 days at the start of the year, but still like if your child is in daycare, they probably are sick more than 10 days out of the year. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So with all of these different laws, where can somebody go to learn about them and to see what they qualify for or how they can get those benefits. Well, I wish there was a place that was this magical internet world that you described. There isn't really. I'm trying to work on something the best that I can. My Instagram page and my TikTok page, I talk about these kinds of benefits almost every day so that I can educate more moms on the benefits that they could potentially qualify for and how to qualify for them and how to advocate for themselves. So definitely check out my Instagram and my TikTok if you're there. They're both the park consulting. But otherwise, go to the government websites. I would highly advise not reading news articles from 10 years ago. I would not read articles from even like most attorney pages. The maybe their blog writer wrote the blog like five years ago, but now the information is outdated. Just be wary because the information changes. It feels like on a weekly basis, but the government websites are going to be the ones that are most updated. They're also the most confusing and hard to understand. So that's where I get my information along with just my consulting calls. I learn something every day from the people that I work with. And then I take all of that info that I learn and I make posts about it so that I can share all the knowledge that I've learned. You made a very good point about like the information that you find online. It is so hard. It's hard to kind of break it down. And even when I was doing my own research of trying to learn about FMLA and how does that work and would a teacher qualify? It's very confusing. It's It's so confusing. So having somebody help you and walk you through it. And if you could do this as soon as you learn that you're pregnant, so you know exactly what you will and will not qualify for. And then if you don't qualify for something, you could start to plan in advance how to make sure that you're able to live during the time that you're not working. 100% recommend that. And even before you get pregnant, it's even better if you can start planning and learn what your employer offers, if they offer any paid leave, or learn what your state offers and how to qualify for those benefits before you're pregnant so that you're not pregnant and then realize like, oh, I'm going to miss the cutoff by a month and I get nothing. Or I I just don't want you to get into a bad situation. Do you have any other tips, suggestions, or recommendations? Yeah. My number one piece of advice always is advocate for yourself and do your research. There is nothing better about going into a conversation with HR and telling them that you're pregnant 
and knowing your rights and your benefits instead of not knowing them. So instead of going into the conversation and being like, I'm pregnant, I'm sorry, what can I do now? You walk in, you say, I have great news, I'm pregnant and I've got a plan and I know what my rights are and my protections and this is what's going to happen and here's my plan and here's what's going to happen to my job and I am worried about you just as much as I'm worried about me and I've got a a plan for it. Your boss is going to respond so differently to those two different scenarios. So just do your research, advocate for yourself. You are worth it. Like you deserve the time off. So make it happen. And the baby deserves to have mama there without having to figure out all of these other things after baby's born. Yeah. Do it early. That's, that's another very important part. (laughs) Yes. I highly recommend that. And look into like any sort of insurances, like disability Mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Like disability insurance through your employer sometimes is your company's paid parental leave program. Like I've spoken with a woman who her child is, has grown up now, but she remembers getting hired at her company and hearing that they had paid family leave. And they told her that they had paid family leave. She got pregnant. She went to go apply for their paid family leave. And they're like, Oh, our paid family leave policy is our short-term disability policy. And you have to apply for that before you're pregnant. So you no longer qualify. Glad you mentioned that because yes, a lot of these, you have to do it before you're pregnant. So if you're even thinking about it, do it. (laughs) Yeah. Go sign up. Remember when you got that large packet of paperwork that HR gave you during new hire orientation, go through that to make sure that you signed up for short-term disability insurance. It's usually like a very nominal cost and could be very, very beneficial and getting you paid when you go on parental leave. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I appreciate you taking time walking us through this and especially the new ones that just passed and that pump act and this neat little cubicle thing that I'm going to go Google. Yeah, go check it out. It's really cool. You'll see them when you go through the airport. Now they're all over the place. But thank you so much for having me. It's been so fun chatting. I hope this is helpful to your listeners and we have some more moms that can advocate for themselves now. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for our next episode. You can find us on Instagram for more updates and tips. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts and give us a review if you like us.